Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Okay, hey everybody, it's Michael Coulomb with Mimosas with Michael, and um, I'm inside today because it's raining here in the City of Angels, um, and because I have on a special horror guest, Charles Chudabala. I have my horror stuff here in the background. How are you, Charles? I'm doing great, Michael. Thank you for having me. It's a, my, it's a perfect my inside. You know, it's a little uh, overcast, a little rainy, and uh, it's great. You know, what would I rather be doing than being on Mimosas with Michael, with Michael Coulomb? Uh, who wouldn't? I mean, duh, who wouldn't want that? So I have to. I have to. We have to first talk about this. This because I know we've mentioned this a lot, but um, a lot of people have a hard time with your last name. It's really not that hard once you get it, but it's Chudabala. But I know a lot of people always call you either Chubacabra or Chewbacca, and I think that's really funny. I don't know why. I just find out it's like one of those endearing things that makes you who you are. Is that like no one can say your name, but they at least try. And it's like they make it harder than it really is. <laughs> you know yeah, because look, you're you're right. You know, once you get used to it, it's easy. Like that's how it was for me. Uh, <laughs> oh, did, you, did you just learn how to say it recently too? I learned how to say it, and I'm like, oh my god, it's exactly like it's spelled. Why am I making this so hard? You know, yeah. it's a great way to be remembered, to be honest, because like in the like the indie horror community. Um, I be, I started to become known as as oh he's the one with that name that I can't pronounce but you know he's doing stuff or he's you know and I'm like yeah. a dude as long as you remember my like me you know what I mean and my last yeah. name has a thing but I enjoy chupacabra I enjoy Chewbacca I love I love uh, letting people try it you know Tr you know try it out you know and, and uh, go with what fits for you it's fine as long as you call me yeah. That's all you got to do is just call me. I like your little kitchen set, by the way. Did you just build that for this podcast? <laughs> I love it. That's so nice. Yeah, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't come on most of my without a, a good backdrop. You know, I might actually be using this for my for a YouTube setup at some point. I mean, you're lucky. I just have these, these brown walls. Like I said, I was shooting outside. Um, we have this, like, little patio here in the house, but it's like – because it's rainy and I, I didn't want to get my bum bum wet. I didn't want to sit outside. So, I, but I kind of sit here when I do my vlogging. So that's kind of why. Yeah. Because I vlog. You look comfy. Up. That sweater and, and you just look comfy. Well, when it's, it's kind of cold. <laughs> I do have my window open, but I love this weather. I'm probably going to take a walk later and just walk around and enjoy the day. Oh, yeah. For sure. And, um, and get, so, um, so we do have to, we do have to mention two things that we have to talk about on the podcast since this still is a podcast and I'm interviewing you, even though we're talking like friends, you and I have two projects in common. We have the central authority and we have my favorite horror movie. Yes. Charles, yeah. we have two projects in common. Isn't that crazy? We went from like, we went from like not having many or any projects in common to 2020, 19 ish, the end of 2019, 
2020, I, having these projects in common, and I think, and I think, I suspect a lot more because we can make that happen. But yeah, yeah um, I mean, totally, totally. The, one of the highlights of my 2019 was my favorite horror movie, which uh, meant so much to me. And for those of you watching who don't know what this is, it's a book. It's actually three different books. And it started off as my favorite horror movie where um, uh, horror community people, these are actors, filmmakers, authors, screenwriters, or just people. Icons. Love horror horror icons. And they, yeah. they each get a chapter in this book and they talk about their favorite horror movie and how it may, may have impacted their life or maybe there's a story attached or maybe they just like it because it inspired them, you know, to really like blood and gore or whatever the case may be. Well, they made three books and, and Michael and I are in the third book, which is- Oh, you knew that? Yes! I forgot, I forgot but we were sitting next to each other at the, at the signing table, so I do remember that. You mean the third book and it's called Scream Warriors. Yeah, and I'll put the link here at the bottom. What was the movie you you wrote about? I forgot. Was it Exorcist? No, Misery. Misery. Yes, Misery. That's what you. Mine was Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh gosh, which one? Just the the original? So the original one, yeah. Because when I was a kid, it was one of the first horror movies that I saw that like didn't scare me. That I was just like, oh my god, I love it. And I watched it all the time. I was obsessed with Freddy, and I I loved all movies. I thought they were great. It's really what got me into horror. Besides my cousin, who was obsessed with horror. Um, and it's really funny because right around the time that they asked me to be in the book and I knew I was going to write that movie, I had just met, um, Robert England for the first time at Texas Fremer weekend last year. And he just happened to be at the bar and we both just happened to like white wine and he was surrounded by all these people and I was sitting there and then we eventually were sitting next to each other and I told him that I was a script supervisor on the film sets. And he's like, Oh my God, I love script supervisors. And for like, 20 minutes it was just he and i i had his undivided attention and we just talked about everything and he's he's charming and funny and hysterical and smart and it just man is just amazing so i'm like god now I, I love this even more so it was it was such a nice way to like plus i had this awesome picture which you know i, I normally he charges but we were just there so i took a picture and that was a picture i used for the book i was like it couldn't have worked out any better if i tried isn't that an amazing thing when you're the people that you admire don't disappoint. Yeah, and they're even yes. better than you can imagine. Yes, because I think I think we can both understand that you and I have probably met celebrities that have kind of disappointed us. It's, this is not that podcast, but we should definitely do that one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page, yeah. <laughs> someday, no, I, I, I always tell my, man, my, my manager, Matt, I go, one of these days when I'm more famous, I'm going to have some stories to tell. They can't come out till after I'm dead because I don't want to make enemies. Yeah, well, we're both authors now, so <laughs> crazy, <laughs> right? Step is is a memoir. Like now, we've got to hurry, or the audience won't be captive anymore. Okay. <laughs> this is sorry. You know, we're well, all, you know, in quarantine, there's a lot of uh, books that we can read right now. A lot of ways to keep ourselves busy. Why not write a book right now? Do whatever you want right now, everybody. Because I already wrote three screenplays and I'm writing a web series. I've already got too much going on. Oh, congratulations, man. You're always, you're always keeping busy. I love that about you. It's, uh, it's exhausting. Well, that's why I'm single. That's what I tell people. Because I'm too busy. Just kidding. You're too, you're too well, I'm, I'm lucky because I write with, my, uh, with Brantley, who you met at, uh, at the 
book signing. So he and I write a lot together. So that, that helps out too. That's kind of nice. It's not like I'm stuck doing it by myself, but I am doing this horror web series. And so um, that's what keeping me busy. But you know, what's interesting is in 2020, I started acting. I mean, I, I don't say started. I mean, I did one project and I'm actually probably going to do a quick couple of scenes in this horror web series I've been writing just because I was like, damn it, I want to do more. This sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we just did the central authority. We did. We did a completely 100% socially distanced film. Yeah. Uh, and want everyone to go follow it right now. It's uh, Instagram at the underscore central underscore authority. Twitter is the central off and Facebook yeah. is the central authority. And, and they'll all be in the links below. Can I go into the synopsis and just talk about it? Bro, it's, this is your episode. You talk, this is the Charles Chudabala half hour. Okay, so look, the <laughs> pandemic hits. And I'm, I'm talking about like the, the real world right now, okay? <laughs> we, we get this pandemic, right? And I, feel, I, I, feel like, I feel like the people will understand that because they're living through it as well. We're all living through it, right? Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of, you know, uncertainty of what's going to happen in the industry. And, you know, and, and suddenly I, I get you know, offered a part in this film and they talk about we're going to do this film socially distanced in quarantine. And I immediately uh, just, just said yes, because, you know, without creating my soul will die. And then also I've been wanting to work with Kristen West forever. She directed the film along with Armin Nassari. And this is, this film is just incredibly mm -hmm. groundbreaking. And um, she described it to me. I said, yes, I want to be a part of this. I didn't know that Michael Cologne was, I didn't know that you were in this film. I didn't know well, it was a last minute. I was a last minute addition because well, I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do it. Then my manager and I were talking. He's like, well, they're still looking for actors. And I was like, uh, I guess I'll do it. And then I ended up getting my two roommates in it as well. That's awesome. Yes. I'm glad that you said yes. I'm glad that, that you said yes. So, um, it was so a lot of fun. The film is, is, is incredibly groundbreaking. It is completely socially distanced and it takes place in a dystopian future where a pandemic has caused the collapse of governments around the world and therefore this central authority, central authority rises up to control and bring uh, law and order. And because everyone is at home, this is our form of entertainment. We're all streaming. So the central authority also provides an opportunity by creating this channel for citizens to upload their content because content is key. And if your channel does really well, they will give you a higher place in line for goods and services, which are in short supply. They rate you daily on your show. You yep. do well, you get rewarded. If your channel declines and you don't abide by their guidelines, they will cancel your show and your life. And I am, I am one of, 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 of several channels chosen to be part of the central authorities plan for, I don't know, entertainment, Michael Cologne, he, you have, he, he has his own channel on this. This No, no, I was a guest on someone's channel. This is so secret. Well, see, there it is. This is so top secret, this project that I don't even know other than my own storyline, what the other people's cast member storylines are. But yeah, I'm yeah, not that familiar with yours either. They didn't tell us. Which is great. I don't want to know, to be honest. No. I, like, I like being surprised. I don't like, you know, being like, I don't like things being spoiled for me. I really get, I get so offended when people spoil it for me or they'll tell me, um, hey, you really got to watch this show. Look, I'm not spoiling anything by saying this because everybody knows 
but so-and-so dies. So I'm like, no, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, you know who didn't know? This guy until right now. Yeah. Well, I do know. So I do know kind of what my, both of my roommates, their show is just because we all live here. Um, and I could hear them doing the show. But other than that, I don't really, like, I don't know the details. I just know, like, what their characters are. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be an interesting I mean, it's definitely an interesting idea. It's going to be very interesting to see it all put together. So I'm really excited about that. And then yeah. um, we'll have a big, big social distance over, rap party. Over 40 cast members and literally internationally. We've got some actors from LA interacting with their scene partners in London. It's crazy. Yeah, it was my roommate. Oh. My roommate, Lachelle, did it. Yeah, she was the one. Thank you for the spoiler. Oh, I don't know anything other than that. <laughs> I know nothing other than that. I just know that they did a scene together. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. And I'm going to have that girl on my podcast. Don't get crazy. <laughs> so, But you have a podcast too. What is your podcast? It's called the Uncaged Mindset Podcast. And I interview people, extraordinary, extraordinary people like yourself who have broken free from, you know, uh, something that they've broken free from. And they have some wisdom stories to tell about literally living their best life against what anybody else says. Right. You know, and I walked off my job at the age of 30 to follow my career. Right. How like, am I not on have, your show? We have a lot in common. Oh my God. I literally was like at the age of 30. I was like, screw this. I'm out of here. Yeah. My story is like one for the ages. Hey, I'm on you your- got to come on my podcast and tell it, you know, yes. Yeah valuable nuggets in your story that people can can not only learn from because it is isn't it always like gosh if i knew then what i knew now the things that i would say i'm like well then say it actually tell everyone because oh, i do all the time i mean I, I do all the time i mean i am i am guests on podcasts a lot i mean a lot of people are like oh i'd love to hear your story like you walked off your, your job at the age of 30 and it's like yeah you know it's like i tried so long to follow my dream and i didn't know and then at 30 i was like it's either now or never and i literally i walked in to my in human resources, which I won't save. I'll save all the good stuff for when I'm on your show. But yeah, I just walked to the age of 30. I was like, I'm out of here. And they're like, what are you going to do? And I was like, mm, I'm going to go make movies. And the woman's like, you are? And I was like, yeah. And I go, even if I have to live in my car, Jewel did it. And she was fine. So I was and, literally just talking about Jewel last night. See, I, look at I, that. Was on, I was a guest on another podcast show. Yeah. And I literally, literally talked about how Jewel was living in her car. Tell you, symbiotic right here. This is symbiotic. Symbiotic? Symbiotic, yeah. It means like we're like in tune. You, you and I are hashtag twinning right now. Can I say that? What well, can use this as a hashtag now? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's everything is, is more legitimate with a hashtag in front of it. We are just, I mean, it kind of is, I think. Now we're really twinning. Like, we're if hashtag twinning. Like, it, like, if you don't even put a hashtag in front of it, is it even a word anymore? Yeah, did it even happen? I know. Did the hashtag tree really fall? Exactly. It's like, you know, that, that old saying, it's like, picture didn't happen. It's like, hashtag or didn't happen. And That's what we're going to start saying. I remember how we met, but do you remember how we met? In person? I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I don't remember. Oh, uh, in person. <laughs> well, because I mean, some people I meet like now, I, I meet them through the show just over right. on. You you want me to tell you? I yeah, because I don't remember. Okay, it was Son of Monster Palooza, and it was a dinner. It was like an after party, kind of after maybe the second night of Saturday night. Uh, okay. Aaron Mento, director Aaron Mento of Ugly yeah. Sweater Party, which yeah, I know. Awesome. 
in. Uh, this we one were, over here we with were actually casting for the film. And uh, we went to the after party of Santa Monster Palooza so that we can do some networking, meet, meet up with some potential actors and actresses who he would then um, set up future meetings with. And mm -hmm. I had already told him, like, yeah, we got to meet up with, with uh, you've got to meet Tiffany Brookfest is what I told him. And where so, was this, wait, where was this party at or this networking thing? This was at, okay, the, the hotel had another wing of the hotel that was like some bar, some lounge, and okay. you were there. You were there at our table. It was uh, us. It was Marv Blavelt, Kevin Caliber, uh, yeah. Alyssa Dowling ended up showing up at one point. Um, and you were, we were all at this long table. And you, that was the first time I'd ever met you. Yeah. So many years. Wow, that was, wow, have I known you that long? This was probably 2015. <laughs> okay, so about five years ago. Wow, I didn't realize I knew you that long. Yes, yes. That's this song, right, though? I mean, and then we would run into each other ever since. You know what's crazy is like you meet somebody that you've never met before. You're like, like, like that you've never seen or talked to. And then suddenly once you meet them, then you start seeing them everywhere. everywhere. I'm like, because I did not know you before that. And then all of a sudden we would matriculate you know, together at either Days of the Dead. And, and, the, and the community really is small. It really oh, it's is. like ridiculous small, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... And I, go, I try to go to as many horror events as I can. Um, the only one I really go to out of town is um, Texas Frightmare Weekend in Dallas, Texas. Oh, I went – dude, I went a couple years ago with my cousin, and by far one of the best best times of my life. And I was so devastated I couldn't go this year. Um, it was going to be tough for me to go anyways because I was supposed to be in Europe uh, in April with my dad for his birthday. And then I was supposed to fly back and then literally the next day fly to Dallas, Texas for Texas February weekend. Yeah. Then of course COVID-19 and it, it, it stopped everything. So, um, and it got pushed back to September. So I, I definitely want to go, but it's such an amazing event. And I've gone now the last two years, just have been my third year. And it's, I tell people, cause it's, you, you, you kind of go to the hotel and it's, you know, down below in like the conference rooms where people also kind of mingle out in the lobby and outside and the bar area. And I pretty much go to the event a couple hours and I just stay at the bar and I meet everybody and it's like I tell people it's like being at summer camp with monsters because just yeah I mean that's how I met that's why I, I mean of course Felissa Rose is there you know all the time and I, I we have drinks and it's just like crazy how like I just see everybody I already know anyway so it's like I just feel like I'm at summer camp but with monsters oh, man, yeah. I love that convention yeah, life so but it's it's all of us getting to just play you know which which we do. This is the life that we signed up for, you know, which we oh, yeah. left something behind and then pursue. But the convention is completely a different sandbox. It's the sandbox. And where, you know, <laughs> this is going to sound kind of, uh, you know, kind of crazy, but it's almost like uh, its own pride. You know what I mean? Where you are accepted for who you are, yeah. uh, no matter what, you know what I mean? Like that, that, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street lunchbox that you wish you could walk around with. People yeah. are like, oh my God, that's so cool. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you yeah. are just allowed to, um, to, to be in the community, share your joy and love and passion about this, this work that we love so much. And uh, it's, it's a celebration. Now, not all conventions are made equally. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, overall, I mean, but okay. Keeping conventions to the side, I mean, the the um the culture of of horror is is 
very encompassing in a sense. Yeah, that's what I. That's what my been my opinion is like, you know, um, and it is very small. So you know, you kind of have to like. I mean, I wouldn't anyways, but you just gotta stay on good terms because you know it's like such a small. I mean, the film industry is small, so the horror film industry is even smaller. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it's a good time for us right now. I think we've got a lot, a real opportunity to like rise again. You know, not that like like zombies. <laughs> Just like zombies. Am I wrong? Exactly. Or Jesus, Jesus rose again. Hey, Michael, have you ever played a zombie? No, but I did. The very first movie I ever acted in, I got torn apart by zombies. It was amazing. Which movie was that? I want to see it. It's called, uh, what is it called? Edges of Darkness. It was directed by um, Jason Horton. I don't know if you know Jason Horton. I love Jason yeah, it was one of his first movies. It was one of the. It was literally the first feature film I ever scripturized, and they needed somebody to be torn by zombies, and I did it. And they brought me in. They did it as I was scripturizing. They did this like long shot, this beautiful shot of like this long crane coming down, and then like as soon as the crane landed on the ground, I fell in the frame, screamed in front of the camera, and got pulled off. Right? It was amazing. But then like. They went into post-production and they were editing it and they're like, oh, we got to see more of Michael being torn apart. So they actually did some reshoots and they they brought me back in as an actor, which is the first time it ever happened because I, I was always scripturizing. But I was working on night shoots and I remember I had to go from a set that I was working on as a scripturizer. They let me sleep on, they had a couch in like the main room and I slept on there for a couple hours. They brought me out, covered me. And this was the first movie I ever did with Gage Munster. That was when I first met him. Gage. Do you know Gage? I don't know Gage. Oh, I love Gage. He was he was one of the first people on Face Off, if I remember correctly. Oh, wait. Yes, I worked with Gage. <laughs> I just want you guys to know, for people who listen to the podcast, I just rolled my eyes at you. I'm like, yes, I'm sorry. I was drawing a blank. Yes, I love Gage. Yes, he's also just an incredible human being. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. And we knew each other for years. And I have some good stories of him that I think are amazing. But So they brought me in, they put this chest plate, and then they had like, 20 people like tear at me and just so you understand i it actually felt like i was being torn apart i had somebody like i had like i was laying on the ground and i had 20 people around me and i had somebody like i had a knee on my neck someone was like sitting on my legs they were like punching at me because they're tearing like i had this fake chest plate on with like ground beef in it and they were tearing and all i was just like oh my god when they yelled cut i mean i thought for sure i was i mean it hurt so bad I mean, I had 20 people just staring at me. I mean, I was like, shit, I know it's like to feel, it actually does hurt. But it was fun. It was, that was the first time I was like, oh, acting is kind of fun. Kind of dangerous in a lot of ways, but it was fun. Yeah. So Edges of Darkness, that was my very first time. So I've never played a zombie, but I have been eaten by them. Does that count? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you feel alive both ways, right? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I've been <laughs> acting and performing since I was five, so I never wanted to be an actor but I really followed up my love of like writing and that kind of developed into my love of directing but I did recently decided I wanted to get back into because most people don't know this but I grew up being an actor and a singer and it was I haven't done it in years and it's kind of something I wanted to get back into and I figure well, I'm 45 I guess I might as well do it now you can do whatever you want you know anything and and being That's a creative right. being being a creative you you, you 
like there's so many different modalities you could just create, you could write, you could sing. You, as long as like, I mean, it, it all feeds your soul and it's not just one thing. And the idea that we have to also subscribe to just one thing because you're good at that one thing doesn't mean that you can't also be passionate about other things and dabble in other things. It's not about doing it. That's the beautiful thing about art. It's not about being perfect at it. It's about just doing it. Because yeah, doing, doing work that moves you. And l let me tell you who has a say so, nobody but you. You do it. <laughs> you, you oh do my you goodness, work. over here. Yeah. You, you're crazy. So, um, if you could play, because you've you've done a lot of movies, but if you could play a particular character, what what would you play? I feel like you play. You want to play a zombie? No, a psychic. Oh, a psychic. Yeah. Oh, you've never yeah, played a psychic. No, that was no brainer. I've always wanted. To, okay, so you know that trope, like the Lin Shay trope, or the, uh, the 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 Buffy the vampire uh, Giles trope, like the one that comes oh. in with this inherent knowledge about how to defeat the dark thing. Yeah. What was her name? Zelda that from uh, from Poltergeist. That oh Zelda Rubenstein. Yes, oh, like I always wanted, but I mean obviously like a like a, that's perfect because you guys are like the same size. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love the look you gave me. That was perfect. You're not. You're not. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, but I'm no, not right either. I'm sorry. That was I, wrong. I want to. Yeah. I, I've never ever ever played that role, and I think uh, I, I. I. I've never played that role. I don't know what you call that. I just said psychic, but I could have psychic ability. What do they call that trope? The the knowledgeable, ominous bearer of bad news. Of they don't. I mean, you're doing a good job, regardless. What, what is it? No, I mean, you're doing a good job describing it. I'm not really sure I know the trope. I wouldn't even know what to call it. But it's sort of like it. the, it's kind of like the omniscient, sort of like all-knowing. Yeah. Sort of like, yeah. It's like the person that kind of comes in and guides you. The second act, right. And they kind of, yeah. and they don't give you, they don't really give you hope either. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like. They're like, you will die. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> like you have a 98% chance of dying, but here's how you have to do it. You're like, great. <laughs> In real life, I'd be like, 98, fuck this shit, I'm staying home. But in a movie, that's enough to get you on that trip, you know? So I, I have actually, um, I've actually been to a, a medium before in my life. Uh, I have too. Oh my God, I've never told this story on a podcast ever. Um, and she was the real deal. Like I, didn't t like, I didn't tell her a damn thing. And she closed her eyes. And she told me things about myself. She communicated with my grandmother who had passed away. And, and she knew that we were having a birthday party like that day to celebrate oh, wow. my young, young, young cousin who's got a very, very strong psychic ability. And yeah. like she was describing the party, what was happening. Like I didn't tell this woman a damn thing, you know? And so I, do you, I don't know. Do you believe? I believe. Yeah, I believe. I've been to some. I believe that there. I believe that there are there are people that are not like like the, there are not the real deal. You know what I mean? But then I really do believe that there are people that the real deal. I just I I just have seen so many things in my life that I can't explain. So I'm pretty open to a lot. Of, I I was just saying this on on, on a on a another show that uh, I grew up in a haunted house. So I mean, I've definitely seen and heard things that I can't. You explain. Did? Oh my I god. Did, yeah. Oh my God, Michael. Oh my God. I did. It was, it was in Orange County. I mean, it was creepy. We used to hear, uh, it was terrifying. I remember as a kid, um, and it haunts me to this day that even, even 40 years later, I still, I have a hard time sleeping. Like I'm terrified of the dark. I still sleep on with like, like I have to have some sort of like white noisy type. Like I have to have white noise. I used to have to have a small light or something. Yeah. To this day. And I can never sleep with like, 
my back facing the door. I always have to sleep with my back facing the wall because I feel so vulnerable. To keep really? It. Yeah. To this day, it's not. Yeah. Because I, the room. Because when I was a kid, we used to go. We used to go camping every other once a month for the whole weekend. My family would camp, and while we were gone, um, my, our neighbors would tell us that our lights would go on and off while we were gone. Like they would just flicker, like someone was home, even though someone wasn't. Oh, no. And after we moved out, the, the people that moved in was telling us. But my dad, so for years, for years, my parents would deny it. And then when I was 30 years old, we were in New York with my dad. And I was just me and my dad and my, it was just me and my dad. And we were visiting my, my family. And we were outside, like, having drinks with his family, like, you know, having like a, bar, like a bonfire. And he goes, I think the house you guys grew and was haunted and i was like i told you I, for years because we i used to hear voices i used to see things but it's haunted me to this day but it's probably why i'm so good at scaring people because i just draw from the legit fear that i've had my whole life so there you go yeah. I, I, mean, I have seen some... i have seen some things that i cannot explain um i have been told this this is actually something i don't mention often uh, but I had somebody stop me, stop me one time and tell me this, that they said that I'm visited by my brother. So, and I don't, I, I have to ask, I have to ask my sister this. So I don't know if you know this, but I have a twin sister. I did not know this. I'm learning okay. so much about it. So Michael Coulomb is a twin. I have my sister. So we're Michael and Michelle. How cute is that? What most people don't know is they're actually, we're actually triplets. Uh, my mother miscarried one of the babies while we were, she was pregnant. So she gave birth to two babies, three placentas. And so sometimes people tell me that, that our, like our the other baby sometimes is kind of like with me, probably in a sense. Um, and they said, it's my brother. That's what they said. So and the, the interesting thing is, is this was back in 1975 and my mother really couldn't afford um, a lot of child. I mean, a lot of medical bills back then, you know, it was a different time. And she never found, we never found out if it was, so because my sister and I are fraternal because we're boy and girl, but we never found out if it was like another fraternal twin. We don't know if one of us split and it was like, we don't know. This is one of those things. So in my mind, I always think that I have an identical twin that was ever born. She probably thinks the same thing about her. So I don't, I don't know. We never really talked about it. Wow. So there's a movie there. You're talking about it today. Yeah, I think. Thank you for that. Um, oh, my pleasure. I mean, I told people, but it's just I never think about it. It's just not was there really a name ever picked out? Did no, because my them? no, because my parents didn't even know they were having twins. I was a surprise. Yeah, my my she knew she was having a baby. My sister was born first. My grandmother told the story where she ran out into the when my sister was born, she ran out into the waiting room to tell everybody it's a girl. And then they went back in, and by that time I had been born, and she's like, what, there's another one? So I was like the surprise baby. So, yeah. Um, but no, there's no name. So you, if you want to give them a name, I'll, 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 I'll take it. Hey, hey, I, you know, hey. I like to say, if I, feel, if I feel some good presence around me, you know, it, 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 it helps me. To, I believe that it's good and it's, it's there, you know, and I choose to believe I choose to believe that, that, that the good presence is a good presence and, and, and uh, of yeah. like, like protecting you, watching over you, making sure things align because there's a lot of things in life that like you can't explain. It's like, like, like good things too. You know what I mean? Like, Oh my God. Of course. Yeah. I ended up you know, booking that, you know, booking 
this role, right? But it was because yeah. I ended up having lunch with this person that ended knowing the casting director that I did not know. And then suddenly I'm in the room with this casting director who I had never known auditioning for, who is like years long friends with a person that I just had lunch with the other day. It's like, okay, did my grandmother put those pieces together? You know what I mean? Did you know what I mean? You know, like, did Yeah. That happened to me when I first started the industry. I was, I was recommended as a script advisor to do a lot of jobs by this woman, Christina, who I'd never met. Um, and I don't even know how she knew me. She just heard really good things about me. And she's like, oh, if you need a good script advisor, use Michael. Just, she knew of me through somebody. And I had no idea how this woman knew me. And then randomly one day I was with another friend and she's like, Hey, we're going to go to this party real quick on our way to somewhere else. And I said, okay. And we get there and the woman's name was Christina. And she told me she was a scripture advisor. And I said, Oh, I'm a scripture advisor too. And she's like, you are. And I said, wait a minute. Are you the Christina that's like giving me all the work? And she's like, are you Michael Colomb? And I was like, yeah, it was just like, just this random like passing of two ships on the night. Yeah. It just happened. To but that's the, I, I want to echo this though. I want to also say that your your reputation precedes. You have a great reputation, um, Michael. Seriously, oh my god! That, so that people people speak with you with a lot of um, you know sincerity. That they just love, 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 love being on your sets and working with you. And so you've got oh, wow. you know people going out there, you know, praising you probably probably not because you asked them to, but because they oh, no. just simply love working with you and want to work with you again. And that's that's a that's a good thing. It's a really good thing. Yeah. Well, you're very sweet. I'm definitely going to take that as a sound bite and put it on my website. <laughs> no, you're so sweet. Here we go oh, with the bite again. <laughs> we have, you and I have yet to work together on set, so we definitely have to do that. And then you I can know, see for the closest we've ever come. And uh, even, even like, you know, everything's just been socially distanced now, but we've got to make that happen for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to get back on set. I'm excited to, you know, I've been oh very blessed and grateful to do socially distanced projects. And, um, yeah. and I'm involved in a few right now, which is great. And there's just nothing that can substitute being, you know, on set with other people, that creative energy, um, happy accidents that just happen on set. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. The energy of just, I was, I was, uh, in, a, in an acting workshop this weekend uh, with the, um, an actor from Aladdin. His name is Naveed Navan. He's amazing. He plays oh. this whole time and he's a Middle Eastern actor. Oh yeah. And, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, he, oh God. It was so inspirational. We got to watch his self tapes and he taught, it was like a masterclass. So he talked oh, about fun. his, his method and then we got to see how he applied that and then how he booked the job and all of that stuff. So, but it was more of like an inspirational thing, but I loved how he talked about his greatest, greatest moments on set are when he's not on camera and how, yeah. how the camera is on his co-star, but he's performing, giving them so much to the point that they're able to emote. And then there's these money shots on, on, the final product of them in these beautiful moments. And he gets to know that, no, I was there, you know, giving. And in fact, yeah. even more so when the camera's not on me and he's just so proud of like, oh my God, like I had, I got to help make that happen so that the praise, you know, kind of goes to them. I mean, it's those things that you can't do socially distanced. You well, know? yeah. And I think there's something about that because I, I know I've heard a lot of bigger names don't like to do off-screen acting. But the weird thing is, is like, if, if you can give the person who's in their close-up this amazing performance, and then when you edit it, it's just like this whole beautiful um, thing. It's like that when it's all put together, and it's like, yeah. you know, you, you, you don't want to substitute an ingredient and a pie. 
just because you know you want it's like when you have the best of everything it makes this amazing thing and right. it's like i've seen it from both sides and it's like you know this is this is a strange thing and then we said that to wrap the show up, but as a script advisor um i sometimes have to do a lot of acting off camera with actors like if we're doing a phone call or you know if we have to pick up a shot or some reason somebody's up there I, I i acted with a lot of big names just off camera and i may not be the most amazing actor but damn it i will give them the best that i can just because i don't want them to be like you know i don't want just to have to act to anybody because i'm sure you know what that's like when you go into like a casting workshop and you're just like oh my god this person's giving me nothing but then you know you're the 40th person they've seen so I do try to give them something because I want that performance for them to be good. And it's it, there's something about that, I think. So, yeah. And, and just to sidebar, I've heard amazing things about you too. On set, so I'm really excited about uh, working with you. Because I know you I know you as just, like, we've been friends for so long, mm-hmm. but we've never worked together. No. I mean, we've now we're, we're involved in two projects, but even then we were not even in the scenes together. We weren't even on set together. Every, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy because like, I, I also believe in timing and like the right project and the right thing. Um, and that, that has, that has always been the case, you know, it's yeah. like, and, and I also have intuition, like a gut knowing I'm like, Oh my God, I'm with you. Like, I don't know when or where, but I know it's going to happen. And it always does. Like it always okay. does. Like I, well, you have that with you me or just in general? No, like with, with you and then oh. and, and in general. Okay. And in general, though, like, but like, cause could you imagine five years ago that this <laughs> pandemic would have ever happened and it would be also the catalyst that you and I would be involved in something, you know, t- together. And it's honestly, during this time, I'm now on mimosas with Michael, with you, and it's just, we've all been brought together okay. in, such a, in, in such a strange way. And now we're like hungry to get out there creatively and get on yeah. a set together. So it's that, all about... That, um- yeah. That big watermelon behind you is making me hungry. I love watermelon. <laughs> I've been told that before. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> not the first. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't with you. But it's a good way to wrap the show. This is a family show. Oh, okay. just kidding. It's, no, we, I, it's, I mean, I guess in a way it's really not because I usually bring people into the studio. We actually have real mimosas because. I was going to say, I don't have a mimosa. I don't have a mimosa. I feel like. There should yeah. be something in well, my house. Like, yeah, you don't. My goal is during the social distancing is to grow the show, and then we can have a studio because I love clinking. I love because the one thing I love about the show is is there's something fun about you know going out on a Sunday and just having a couple of mimosas with friends and catching up, and that's that's what the show is to me. Yeah. So I'm just doing it social distancing, but at least at least at least we're able to use the computer and talk, and then I can we have a nice podcast people can hear us. We have a nice video where people can see us. They can see how adorable we are. <laughs> and they can they can see our silly animated faces. So, um, but I'm gonna wrap the show because it's only 30 minutes, so we're probably going into an hour by now. No, we're not. I'm just kidding. But any 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 words of advice for anybody before we wrap it up? Like, what advice would you give to people who are starting out in the industry? Yeah, or- yeah, yeah. Do do the work. The work is the work. Be good at what you do. Um, Work on your craft. That is the work. Don't go in that audition room trying to book the job. There's no such thing as booking the job. If you book it, then great. Happy for yourself. That's great. Let's go celebrate. But go in there. Do do your absolute best. Be proud of your work. That's the work. That's the job. If you get into this business to be famous, if you get in this to go book the job, you're doing it wrong. It's an opportunity to perform. Be your best. Be proud of the work that you do. And then, and then let it go. 
let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Yes. The floodgates will open up for you. Everything will be on alignment because you're aligned with, with, with who you are, not with somebody that tells you what you're supposed to do or to be. You can break free at any age. It doesn't matter. That's right. Well, those are, so those are some beautiful words by a beautiful soul. So thank you so much for being on the, on the, the podcast finally. I can't wait to be on yours, and I can regale you with wonderful nuggets of stuff. Um, anyways, everybody, uh, Charles Shudabala here with um, Michael Cologne on Mimosa with Michael. Um, you can find the podcast anywhere. You can listen to podcasts. It's on Stitcher, Anchor. Uh, we're on Spotify, Our Heart Radio. And then uh, we are also at Mimosas with Michael. Thank you very much. Thank you, Michael.